Jabba, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. Right, sons, and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast about Star Wars and more, where we discuss and celebrate the movie, shows, books, comics, games, and everything else from the galaxy far, far away, and will occasionally journey to other galaxies. Every generation has a legend, every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, Disgraced Jedi and Force Mystic Brian Silliman. Joining me is one of the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, the smuggler with a not-so-secret heart of gold, Captain Matt Romano. Greetings. The other greatest co-host in the galaxy, former Force-sensitive Assassin's Guild member, turned droids rights activist, Caitlin Bush, is not going to be in this episode. She's not in the show. She's not. She's not in the show. She's not in the show. This is the first show Caitlin's ever missed. Yeah, I mean, uh, but she she's here. Yeah, she's she's. She, I mean, she's not. Nobody worry, Caitlin yeah, yeah. fans. Caitlin, Caitlin, Caitlin fans. Caitlin stands. <laughs> Caitlin, turn stands. us off now because this is going to be a whole lot of this. Um, <laughs> citizens of Kate, Caitlin Stan, uh, just <laughs> shut it off because she's. I, I'm serious. She's not going to pop up in the end with Thor's hammer. She's not in this episode, but yeah. she is here. She's still engaged in what has become. This has become a thing, Matt. This is weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the best way I can put it. It's weird. It's Caitlin versus Fate. Like they're they're off in the distance right now fighting. They've been fighting for what a week now. How long have you been here? Yeah, we, we made a fire. I got, I got a bucket of spotchka. And, and you have a bucket of spotchka. We got a, bu- a bucket of, of tip yip. Yeah, it's like let's just let's just sit down. Yeah. We, and we were like, can we help? You know, yeah. let's help. And she. I, I had a, more than a couple knives thrown in my direction. I was like, okay. Caitlin and Faitlin just want us to stay out of it. They, this seems to be between them. This is very okay. strange. Okay. As, as our friend says, you, you guys do you. So we've been waiting for either one of them to win yeah. or for both of them to just give up. Give but up. it's been a week. Yeah. And yet, you ever, listeners, you ever, you ever watch a knife battle go on for a week? Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah, it's exciting at first, but uh, it, it's exciting. And now they're both kind of getting tired, and then they just get second wind. They've, they're now on their 389th wind. Yeah, because they yeah. just every time you think, okay, they're gonna, they're gonna, ex- they've exhausted themselves. One of them gets like, okay, and and they're back. I don't think one. They want to win. Either of them want to win. I think just they enjoy the sport of it all. I don't know. Just uh, do you think that's what it is? I think it is. I think they're just having a good time over there. Do you think it's that hashtag raised royal? Yeah. That kind of that 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 Kansas City attitude. Yo, yeah, yeah. That has yeah. that has been cloned into Faitland's DNA. Who, exactly. She's just horrible. I yeah, mean, she oh, really Faitland's is just horrible. terrible. She's, she's just terrible. the worst. Yeah. As she would say the worst, or is the, the worst, worst, I don't know. In this case, how did we get here is a loaded question, but after a fierce battle in space, at the end of last episode, we landed on this planet in a race to find the third piece of the key that will unlock the hottest take in the galaxy. And that's when Caitlin started dueling Fateland, and as we said, it's still going on. Yeah, and do you want to fill me in on all of the backstory I missed that you and Caitlin somehow know already? Because... When Caitlyn was still with the Force-sensitive Assassin's Guild called the Hat People, she was sent to kill you. She didn't, 
After that, she left the guild to be a droids rights activist, and the chief of the guild was so pissed off that he created and activated a clone duplicate of Caitlyn, who is some kind of assassin influencer and can't pick an accent? What are you complaining about? You just said it all. You don't need to be filled in. You nailed it. That's exactly huh, what I guess was I did. going I really, on. I really don't know what happened there. But you were never going to yeah. say you first met when she was hired to kill you or that she had a clone replacement at all. Like you were going to mention uh, those things. It didn't seem relevant. I mean, anyway, I, I didn't think he would activate Fatelin. I thought he would activate the other one first. What other one? Denise Richards. <laughs> what the? What the? F now, look, years ago, he also cloned Denise Richards. Oh, okay, I, look, okay. It wasn't my call. He did. Uh, okay. I, I thought he I thought he'd send her. Denise out, Richards, like the yeah. uh, like from the Bond movie and all those other movies. Like, like yeah, the actor. Oh, OK. All right. Yeah. Okay. She's in Starship Troopers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. Wild things. Turn, OK. Yeah. Yeah. That's her. OK. Cool. So you got it. <laughs> so you're all caught up. Denise. OK. OK. Yeah. Continue, please. Actually, actually, Denise Richards. That's okay. not like a star. It's a character. The actual person. The yeah, actual I don't know person. how she wound up here in the galaxy far, far away. Wow. But <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> one, two, skip a few. You know, it turns out the chieftain who calls himself the big hat. He's really petty. And do not ask Matt. Do not ask what you're about to ask because okay, i know where yep, you're going with this uh -huh. don't you know ask. where i'm going yep yeah so you don't know how many no 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 no, no, no. Oh, what okay, did okay, i okay, just okay. say okay 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 so right. back to the show <laughs> with us is our it interrogator droid az00 aka azu he's the only one here who's in somewhat of a he's not tired at all he's in a really good mood well i know Wonder why yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i think we all know why <laughs> any update on the duel azu you zooming in there seeing anything that we're missing yeah, uh, they're still going at it, you know, but, uh, are, are you ever gonna discuss the new Bad Batch episode, or are you just gonna keep doing this? I mean, you do you, but, uh, I don't think anyone cares about any of this. Talk about the new episode, you know? <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, I wonder. Okay, I wonder yeah. why he's so hot, hot, yeah. hot, hot to get to the main discussion. Yeah, okay, of course. Thanks, Azu. Yep, uh, we're you're recording on July. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome for nothing. Nothing. Um, yeah, you're welcome for nothing. Oh, okay. wow. What? Jeez. Brilliant wow. retort. Ooh, okay. Man, some days you just wake up. And you're like, should I have really reprogrammed that droid? This is an annoying ball. And the really space is. waffle looks back at you and says, no, you shouldn't have. It's, that's a good way to put it, Matt. He's just one annoying ball. One annoying ball. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording on July 5th. <laughs> Can you tell that Caitlin's not yeah, here? Hey, Caitlin, how are you? Are you all right. Caitlin, if you're listening to this, hello. Um, no, you're right in the woods in front of us, but yeah. you'll maybe listening to this later. She's Caitlin, wave if you're this. okay. Okay. Yeah, All there's right. zero chance after the duel is over and we're back on the ship. She's, she's going to listen to She's not going to oh, listen no, to no, this. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, so yeah. we could say whatever we want, except we're not. Now, we're recording on July 5th, 2021, and we have a new episode of Star Wars The Bad Batch to discuss. But first, it's time for some news on the march. News on the march. Thanks to a big panel as part of the recent Anime Expo Light, yeah. we Ooh. now know a lot more about Star Wars Visions. Oh, man. And we got a little trailer feature. It's more of a featurette, really, with some artwork and everything else as well. The basis for the series, as we already knew, is that Lucasfilm reached out to seven prolific anime artisans companies uh mm -hmm. like the biggins in the anime uh, anime world and pretty much wanted to see what they could do with star wars yeah. and thanks to this panel 
we we learned a lot more about this anthology series. Matt, I want to ask you, are you an anime guy? I don't know if we've ever talked about this. You know, this. I, I'm not an anime guy. Uh, I mean, like, I'm not, I just never got into it. Like, there's definitely stuff that I, I've watched a little bit of, but just never, I don't know, never, never a thing for me. You've never dove in. Yeah, You've I've never, never really gone in full and, and, anime, and gone, you know. Yeah. And I feel, and I, I think you're still susceptible. Yeah, absolutely. Saying, I could be, I could be converted to full on anime. From what I from what I hear from uh, from friends and colleagues of, of both of ours, mm-hmm. that it's something that once it gets you, yeah, it it doesn't let you go. Yeah, it's like it can take a little while to tune in and really catch the wave of anime. Yeah, but once you do, you will not be able to stop. To the point where one friend that we both know said, "Just you know, don't." Because yeah. it will. You have no idea. You think. You, and we're no stranger to geeky rabbit holes. Oh yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but they're like, but they they just said it's like you have no idea. They're like it will it will take over your life. And that's the thing. <laughs> I know I would love it. It's it just like it, everybody yeah. has those blind spots in their their fandom, and like anime has just always been like I've just never got yeah, into it. But I no, know I would love it. I know I would love yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, there's only so many hours in the day. I mean, yeah. you can only do so. You can only do so much, and you're a man <laughs> of many talents. Oh but well, you know the thing. Well, the thing is, I, I I've seen. Um, you know the big ones that that have gone a little mainstream, like Cowboy Bebop's a good example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I know and love love that series, but that's mm-hmm. that that's definitely one of the, one of the, has broken mainstream. And mm-hmm. I've got I've seen a lot, and I've gone and I've seen what I've liked. I've I've, I've what I've seen I've really liked. Yeah, um, either dubbed or subbed or whatever else. And I know there's all kinds of arguments about that, but I have never really, aside from Bebop, I've never gotten really sucked in either. To the point yeah. where I'm like, okay, I need how many episodes of this are there? Six hundred and eighty-two. Yeah. I have to watch every single one of them and not rest until I do. I haven't gone whole hog like that either. Yeah, and yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to love again. Like I'm, I, I want that. Well, and what's really cool about this Star Wars uh, crossover with anime too is I think probably one of the my my only anime influences is like uh, adaptations of stuff like comics in anime. Like there's a lot of Batman in anime and, you know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, the Animatrix from years ago, oh, you know, that, which is I, phenomenal. I, 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 we talk about this all the time. We love was, the Animatrix. Yeah, it was a similar, <laughs> it's kind of similar to this, isn't it? In yeah. that even though it's, it's, let's go to the big, some big artisans out there and have them do some matrix stories. Yeah. It's a little similar to it's this. It's actually the I, same I, thing. I never really thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it like is. the same it's project. that and uh and Batman did a similar thing before yeah. the Dark Knight Gotham also Knights. with yep. Yeah. And I love that and I and we we took we, it's ridiculous how often the animatrix comes up between you and <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, I know, I know. We always find a way I to really, uh, cram it in. <laughs> I really I do. I really I love the animatrix so, so much. Yep. Uh but what did we learn anyway? This is this is about Star Wars. Um it's coming th- this is partially why all of this it's uh, I'm I'm more excited about this than ever before because now we're actually seeing and hearing we have a, a really good idea of what it's going to be and you know what it just boils down to to me is is very simple one word one syllable fun yes yep fun and there you ultimately go. Who when thought? it comes <laughs> when it comes to star wars that's really all i care about yeah yeah. Is it fun? Am I having fun? Star Wars should not be akin to Root Canal. <laughs> if it pains you that much, then by all means, do something else. Yeah, yeah, you know? who cares? But this looks, this <laughs> looks like, you know, uh, I'm going to say it, censors at the ready, fun as f- It really okay. does. It really does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love any artist re- re- recreations of 
Star Wars. You know, it's like, like yeah. any t- that's why what makes fan art in Star Wars so fun. It's just like, I don't know, seeing different interpreta- interpretations of characters and locations and ships. And uh, I don't know. It just there's so many things so intriguing and interesting about that. And that's what really seems is the basis of this whole thing is mm-hmm. what that's going to be, uh, what this is going to be. Rather, Anyway, it's coming on September 22nd mm-hmm. for one. So we have a date. Oh, yeah. You don't know if it's going to be the whole thing at once or if it's going to be week by week. I'd have to bet. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I could really go either way. I but think I'd they announced it's dropping all at once. They did. They did. Oh, see, this is why we need Caitlin. Yeah, see, they, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is news. Are we getting? Are we, wait, that, that might not even be factual, folks. But, but we think it's dropping all at once. Yeah, this is this is called. It's like Matt thinks on the march. It's like, what's well, good enough for me? <laughs> yep, there you go. There's your uh, warning. <laughs> Executive producer James Waugh, He said we really wanted to give those creators a wide creative berth to explore all the imaginative potential of the Star Wars galaxy through the unique lens of anime, and in this way, the artists had no constraints in terms of the timeline or the characters, both characters we already know and some that we don't know yet. And in the concept art and everything else, there are some original characters in here that mm-hmm. look off the wall nuts. Nuts. And I can't, nuts. I can't wait. That's the I best part about it. You know I love <laughs> it when Star Wars just gets crazy. Yes, yeah. And all of these creators, though, are Star Wars fans, though this was not required. There's some hubbub lately. Some people don't like that Leslie Headland brought in people that weren't familiar with Star Wars to give a fresh perspective for the Acolyte. Mm. I think that could have interesting results Yeah, uh, personally, but this is all of these creators are like working on Star Wars is a dream come true. Yeah. We learn the artists and studios that are making the series as well as the titles of their stories. And some of these houses, these production houses, they made uh, one of them made ghost in the shell, the TV series. Mm. I have not watched the TV TV series of that, but of course I've seen the original Animated mm-hmm. Ghost in the Anime Ghost in the Shell film, yeah. which is that's a classic. Talk about. See, I and, know of and, that, and, but I don't think I've ever yeah. seen it full through. Animatrix yeah. would not exist, right? I've heard that, it's a, yeah. and neither would the Matrix. Mm-hmm. It's it's the it's it's that it's just yeah. <laughs> Ghost in the Shell, the movie from a long time ago. That's a classic. If you haven't checked it out, has my fullest that recommendation. That was a really good review. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but I think it's good. Yeah. So does. Everybody. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so here's what we're getting. Here's what mm-hmm. we're getting. Here's the rundown. From Kamikaze Duga, we're getting The Duel, which infuses Japanese culture and iconography into Star Wars, which makes perfect sense. A lot of you were talking about fan art. A lot of mm-hmm. fan art does this already. Oh, yeah. With Japanese exactly. culture and everything yep. else. And rightfully so, because look at how much Star Wars is taken from the, the Japanese world of Kurosawa and other things. Yeah, and samurai exactly. culture and everything exactly. else. Makes yep. perfect sense. Mm-hmm. From Gino Studios, Twin Engine, something called Lop and Ocho, Lop being a space bunny yep. or a space bunny person. I think this is my favorite one right out of the bat. Yep. It's good. Well, don't speak too soon. Okay, I know. I don't can't, speak yeah, too yeah, soon. Because there's a lot of because, other good ones here. Because, yep, that was immediately, I was like, oh, the duel. Yes, yeah, samurai lightsabers. And they're like, yeah. space bunny. I'm like, Oh, but there's that. I'm and like the and one of them is named Lop or Ocho. Beautiful. Yeah, Gorgeous. it's. Amazing. I think Lop is the bunny. I'm hoping it's the bunny. Yeah. I literally turned if I'm that meme and my girlfriend behind me is the duel and I'm whistling <laughs> at the girl in front of me and it's Lop and Ocho. Um, it's a hard thing to translate into oral. Yeah, but, but yeah. Here's the thing that got me from Studio <laughs> Colorado Twin Engine Tatooine Rhapsody. Yes. Which is a rock opera. Ugh. I mean, I mean, <laughs> Star Wars anime rock opera called Tatooine Rhapsody. I 
cannot wait. I have so many questions, so many thoughts. I, 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 I don't know what to say. To quote my father on many occasions, what's not to like? Yeah. From Trigger, the twins and the elder. Mm. From Kinema Citrus, the village bride. From Science Saru, two of them, one called Akakiri and one called T0B1. And from Production IG, the ninth Jedi, which they said, what they said about that one, they just said, it's epic. I can't. So uh, I'm like, man. I'm so confused as to what Star Wars already was. Yeah. It's like, it's been a while since Star Wars hey, was listen, epic. You know, it's but epic. It's, it's like, Star Wars. No, but yeah. this, oh, you thought it was epic before. <laughs> oh, well, just you wait. You don't even know what epic is. Hey, Rodra, get in here. Yeah, what's up, bud? No, we want epic. <laughs> oh, we want epic, do they? Oh, man. So one, one thing a lot of people, though, a lot of fans are asking online is, are these canon? Mm-hmm. And going by what, what Wa has said in this very featurette, um, he he said he adds this is their vision riffing off all the el- elements of the Star Wars galaxy that inspired them. Yeah. So taking all, and between that and it says free of constraints of timelines and everything else, I, I'm I, I I'd be willing to bet that this is not canon at all. Yeah, and and I don't want it to be canon. I want this to be art. I want this to be like I go to a museum. And I get to see like some Star Wars art. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. want it to be canon. I just want to see some awesome stuff. Like that's it. Yeah, I agree with you completely on that. I think yep. this is going to be a fun and imaginative anthology yeah. that is free of canon. And in that way, I think it's I think it's what you just said. I think the fact that it's free of canon is going to make it even more fun. Yeah. And we get ramped and romped about what's canon, what's not. Who's going to put cake in that particular mailbox? Exactly. And as much as <laughs> yeah. as much as I love one huge interconnected canon and how they're doing that. You know I love that. Oh, you love it. And I do. And mm-hmm. picking it apart and what connects with what. Sometimes it's nice to step back from that and just relax and be free of it. Sometimes yeah. it's nice to just throw on the Freemaker Adventures yeah. <laughs> or like to it. pop open a Legends book yeah. that you know is not connected to anything. And you could just, you know, just not like the other ones again. It's not like the canon stories are root canal, but no, you no, know totally, what I mean. no, totally. And another great thing about this is that, like, the, they're probably going to be chock full of Easter eggs and callbacks, and oh, yeah. and like, and that's what we really love to do with Star Wars, right? Is talk about it and dissect it, and and you know, look at it from all the, every direction. And I feel like yeah. this is going to be like just ah, you want to talk about fan service? This is going to be so much fun. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a I fan. like to be serviced. I love being served. What's the problem? <laughs> the, 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 also, it's 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 it go back to this. It's 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 nice to get as as wide and diverse perspectives on Star Wars as humanly Absolutely. possible for yep. as big and expansive as the world is. Yeah. So in every art form, and anime just seems, and we've done it before. If you ever read some of the manga adaptations of Star Wars and everything else, it's different, but it's fascinating. Yeah. And so to see it all through this lens or whatever, I I was excited before, but now we saw the artwork. Yeah. I, See, I remember I, I texted it to you yep. and you were like, okay, wow. It's like, yeah. this is. Well, I think we said this, this like the, it was the one that we kind of knew the least about, but we were like, watch this one. I mean, we also said droid story is going to be the best one and that's probably going to be. And that, yeah, that yeah, is going to be. Yeah. We know that. <laughs> we know this. Clink, clink the series. <laughs> clink oh, the series. And they're like, clink now. <laughs> oh, they're like, clink, do they? Well, how about a droid story? <laughs> you know, I love no, this but 1950s vicious... Lucasfilm lot that you work oh, on. Oh, we're going to go. Now we're here at Lucasfilm and then in the 40s and I want 40s, photos of yeah. clink. Give me photos of clink, Garrett. Well, hey, well, no, I'm going to give them to you, okay? Just He's a trash on. can, but also a robot. Go. Ah! <laughs> now we got robots and magnets. See, it's going to be good. Okay, no, but I'm excited about this. I'm more excited than ever. And with that, we're going to charge back into Star Wars The Bad Batch. 
They call themselves the Bad Batch. You can oh, really, you can really tell that Caitlin's, Caitlin's yeah, not Caitlin. here. She would have gotten us back if she... Nope, still fighting. No, she's she still would, fighting. She, she would have gotten us back on the road to uh, success yeah. a long time uh, ago. <laughs> she would not let us be going this long. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Um, Matt, you know, I don't think our pilot's going to get picked up. No. no. <laughs> uh, this is it. This is it for it. Ah, uh, it's uh, not giving me that bot and fink feeling. Okay, <laughs> now we're going to discuss and celebrate the Kark and Criff out of this new episode. For new canon reveals, we have our canon canon. We have hot takes along the way. We'll sound the hot take alarm. If anything really blew our minds, we'll let loose with a seismic mind charge. Now, this episode has only been out for a few days, and we don't want to spoil you for any of it, so be warned that we are about to get into severe spoiler territory. And for good measure, we will sound the spoiler klaxon. That's right, it's me, Werner. I'm not just a minifig, it's actually me here on the show. I'm still here watching this knife fight in the woods. It's very good. I want to put the camera on it. You know, one time I got into a knife fight outside of Lhasa, and they threw me out, and I had to get on a plane, and they put me in coach, and they lost my luggage. Can no. you believe me, Vanna? They lost my luggage and we got there. They said, Vanna, we lost your luggage. I said, good. I don't want my luggage anymore. And I went to a local Kmart and I bought all of my clothes again and a toothbrush and that's still how I live today. What is that, Matt Romano? Oh. Oh, yeah. There's a clear order in which you should watch The Bad Batch and listen to our podcast. Very good. That, that wait, was one I, take. Wow, one take. Yeah. I, I, I know even, that line. <laughs> we, we, I thought. I thought we had. A, I thought we had a plan for this, but we yeah, really don't. No. Oh, and the pilot just uh, got another pass. And I'm also again. A fan. I'm also a fan. Thrown, thrown out yeah. again. Yeah, the pilot just got a second. A second. No. <laughs> Here we go again. Punch it. Good soldiers pull up orders. Cavalry has arrived. Star Wars The Bad Batch 1.10, directed by Saul Ruiz, written by Gersimron Sandu, story editor Matt Miknovitz, the title, Common Ground. Yeah. Can former enemies find ground that is common? We'll find out. <laughs> so we start on the planet Raxus as Captain Bragg speaks. <laughs> I just read that out loud. That's, I'm like, that's interesting. Captain Bragg. Bragg with, with two Gs, but I'm like, she's Captain Bragg. Yeah. Uh, she speaks to the masses on Raxus of what is left of the Confederacy of Independent Systems. Their Senate, if we recall, the Separatists did have one. Yep. And we saw them function in season three of the Clone Wars in the episode called Heroes on Both Sides. And the Senate was here on this planet Raxus. Mm -hmm. We know that Anakin chopped up the real Separatist ringleaders, but I've been wondering, and I think I actually said it on this show, what I've been wondering what happened to their Senate. Yeah. What happens like, oh, did anyone say, oh, yeah, Dooku, by the, that big hologram, Dooku? Yeah, he's a Sith Lord, by the way. He's dead. Right, right, also, right. it was a big sham and all your high minded ideals and everything. It's all BS. Yeah. So you can all just g g leave now. It's over. It's, yeah. it's like, shh, shh, it's over. It's over. You lost. Uh, I, I don't know. But whatever happens, like, here's kind of what happened because and it's not good. <laughs> Bragg says that they're she's saying this to the big crowd as as they're occupied. Yeah. And they got the Imperial, the Clone Wars tanks that are slowly becoming Imperial walkers. Yep. Mm -hmm. We've got clones in the streets. She's like, we're not the enemy. You're being occupied, but we're not the enemy. And yeah. I'm like, okay, she's selling them a bill of goods. Also, there's a mandatory curfew measures approved by Senator Avi Singh. He's the only senator here 
that we see. He might be the only one left for all we know. Yeah. Uh, but he's kind of the puppet and he speaks on the importance of cooperation while his droid GS8 stands by, which is one of the Death Star droids that we've seen before, like yep. an AP5. Yeah, uh, yeah. Except uh, Clone Wars, Clone Wars eyes artwork version of it. Mm-hmm. Now, he starts to toe the company line, but then breaks. He does not condone the Empire's occupation. We shall not cower. He is taken away right quick. Yeah. She's like, nothing nothing to see here. <laughs> Ignore everything that man just said. The crowd gets angry. Clones react. Somebody brought tomatoes to this speech and starts throwing them oh, at Captain Bragg. you always got to bring Bragg. tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Who's always brings rotten tomatoes to a speech and... and you know, Christopher Walken just shrugs and walks away. <laughs> no, there is no tomatoes. That doesn't happen. But clones do react. The walkers move in. The droid has walked off and sends a message out to someone. So Raxus under Imperial control. The crowd work here is oh, insane, man. isn't it? Well, I, I was I was waiting at what point we were going to talk about it. But you want to talk about I mean, we talk about it all the time. But yeah, the, the animation is gorgeous this episode i mean it might be the best looking episode of the season so far i mean the colors the textures just i don't know everything was this this particular episode i felt like wow like what am i watching here you keep topping that they keep topping themselves and the things because we've seen crowd scenes that have looked really good on clone wars as well it's just now they just have so many more assets and the technology is expanding and it just looks Bigger and better than ever. In any case, for Raxus and what became of the Separatist said it, cannon, cannon, fire! I know everyone was just so hot to figure out what happened. <laughs> well, I never really thought Separatist about it before. Senate. Yeah, I know because it's only in one episode. But I was yeah. like, I, I'm the only one. It's like, hey, <laughs> yeah. um, but and the minute it happened, it's like, wow. And I never thought I'd get the answer. But then I forget. It's like. Who do, you, who do you think you're dealing with here? Yeah, you it's, think, it's you think Filoni's going to ignore that little, no, but that little dangling thread. Of course, he's going to tie what that makes up. That's the Filonster, like, you know. Yeah, like a- it's the Filonster. <laughs> damn, making me satisfied over here on a Friday morning. <laughs> so here's some fun, and we got some actors now, Matt. And yep. here's some here progressive. There, there are three actors in this episode, mm-hmm. and all of them are really cool additions. Oh yeah. Um, GS8, the droid, played by Sean Clifford, who, among many other roles, people will probably most likely recognize for her role as Phoebe Waller-Bridge's sister on Fleabag. Get out of here. I didn't know that. That's awesome. And who says that her haircut makes her look like a pencil. It's horrendous. It's modern. Don't lie. I'm not. I look like a pencil. You you don't look like a pencil. <laughs> yes, yes. Wow. So they both got to be droids. Fleabag, two fleabags. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah do you think great. that was the connection? I mean, do you think it's like, yeah. uh, 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 she's looking at the camera. It's like, while we're here, why don't you get my sister in yeah. there? She can play a droid too. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Um, that was awful. Get some of that Star Wars money. Yeah. She hooked yeah, up her exactly. sister. Yeah. I, I, I love Fleabag and I, I, I think her performance on that is so good. Oh, so good. Um, now, Captain Bragg is played by Shelby Young who voiced uh, who's done so many things as a voice actor as an actor actor she has done a lot she's also yeah. very prolific on instagram and tiktok yeah she has some really funny voiceover tiktoks and everything else but she previously voiced leia organa in the forces of destiny series in all in all of those that's when we hear leia that's shelby young and she's also incredibly pro as i said prolific in all other forms of acting but here's you want it even cooler than that. This is one that I know that you are going to appreciate. 
this is one that I saw who this was, and this is hitting us right in another place where we live, Captain. Oh, no. Oh, no. Avi Singh, played by another very prolific. Do you not know who played him? I don't know who played him. Is this the, is this the, oh, this is, this is a live reaction right now. I kid, this is going to be good. Oh, this is incredible. Now, it's going to be a little bit of cross-franchising here, but get, so, but get ready. <laughs> Uh, played by another very prolific actor. He's appeared in many, many movies and shows. But for us, for you and I, and for probably many other people, he mm-hmm. is almost certainly most memorable for one very special role. He was a main credit lead character for all seven seasons of a series. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Alexander Sidig plays the role better known as Dr. Julian Bashir Get from Star here. Trek oh. Deep Space Nine. This is where heroes are made. Right here. I didn't want the some cushy doctor. job or a research <laughs> grant. I wanted this. One of the most remote outposts available. This is where heroes are made. You're literally doing the pilot, right his pilot here. monologue when he's like the worst. <laughs> This will be perfect. Real frontier medicine. Frontier medicine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this Deep Space the Pod. Uh, no, got a lot of injured people here, <laughs> doctor. You meant. <laughs> no, it's. um. I, I, That's I, awesome. Yeah, isn't it? That I is flipped great. out. I As you it. know, um, Matt and I, and we yeah. don't want to cross franchise here, but no, Matt no. and I, we're both, it's worth saying, we're both big. Trek fans, big Star Trek um, fans. We worked yep. on Trek projects together. Yep. You know that I'm a that that DS9 is is my most favorite thing. I love uh, I, love I love my, Deep Space my Nine. DS9. Mm-hmm. DS9 is my favorite Trek. Yep. Um, and I'm not saying it's the best. I'm just saying for me, it's my personal favorite. Bashir, uh, first in the first three seasons, he was credited as Siddig El Fadl. Mm. He changed his name starting in season four, his stage name at least, to Alexander Siddig. Siddig. Oh, I didn't realize that. And he's and then he was he's been in a lot of things after that. Game he was of Thrones. On Gotham. Ga- yep. uh, Game of Thrones, that's right. Yeah. He was he was Doran Martell on Game, yeah. Game of Thrones. He was <laughs> on Gotham. He was yep. Ra's al Ghul's. Yeah. On, on, he was Gotham's Ra's al Ghul. Uh, and so here he is as Avi Singh. And this is not the first time a Trek actor has done work on a Star Wars animated show hmm. with a memorable example being George Takei playing Lockdurd of the Separatist Alliance in season one <laughs> of The Clone Wars. The Defoliator. Yeah. Um, if we remember that. So it's, it's, and there are other examples. I guess too. Simon so Pegg, if we're going to talk JJ verse and all that stuff. And uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. done a little both, you know? Yeah. Okay. But that's, okay. A, that's a newer one. That's you know? a cat yeah. in the wall, eh? Okay. <laughs> cat all in the wall, right, right. that's right. I, I get what you're putting down. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I forgot about that. That's right. It's, yeah. it's also Simon Pegg as Dengar. Yeah. <laughs> um, cannon, cannon fire. <laughs> so anyway, I got really, it, this is a Friday morning and I checked to see, the, the credits, as I always do. And one thing with Disney Plus, it always hits hits you with the check out this next right as they go to the larger voice yeah. cast. I'm like, some of us has to write this down, Mickey. <laughs> Mickey's like, oh, I don't care. Check out this other show. Oh. You watch Clone Wars season one? It's like, no. Yeah, I'm it's, just like, like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, it's, you might also like Ambush. I'm like, you think? I'm well aware. But anyway, so we go back and then I saw it was not only is he, it was Sean Clifford and Shelby Young. I was like, Alexander Siddick. I was like, oh, dear Lord. I was yeah. like, I, I, wa- I was like, 
Oh, I hit the roof. Loved it. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back to the episode yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And or let's. What do you say? Instead of let's swerve and take a quick detour and recount all seven seasons of Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Caitlin would never let us talk so much about no, Deep she Space wouldn't. Nine. But guess <laughs> you know what? You know what else Caitlin is not here. She's over there. She's over there. We've got a little Bashir O'Brien thing going on. Yeah, yeah, we sometimes. do. One, yeah, one absolutely. Of the, one of the better yeah. DS9 bromances. You want to we want to build an Alamo together? You want to build an Alamo? Yeah, together? it's it's like it's no, I'm deeply in love with her. It's just <laughs> I like you more. Um it's it's between them or Odo and Quark in terms of uh, the bromances. <laughs> I'm definitely on, Quark. Uh, on DS9. Yeah. Oh, I guess. <laughs> see, I was, yeah, yeah, cuz I am yeah. grumpy AF. That alone. I have no interest in speaking to you or in listening to your witless prattle. So stay out of my way or you'll regret the day you ever met me. Anyway, to Ord Mantell, um, Omega enjoys Mantell mix because what else? The fruity popcorn that everyone's going to be enjoying this Halloween season. (laughs) Two bounty hunters on them now in a row. The kid's been through enough. She needs a break. Sid, back in action, immediately has a mission for them. So it's side quest. It's a side quest, but it ties into the larger whole. So it's side of a side quest, side of a main quest, side main, side main. Which one is it going to stick around? We'll find out. Yeah. Wow. Now, which, wow. uh, I don't okay. uh, see, this is a problem. No, this yeah, that went problem. on a while, but that's okay. No, that's okay. You know, somebody yeah. asked for a ringtone of that. You know, if I knew how to make a ringtone, I would, I would make that a ringtone. I actually no. can make a ringtone. Yeah. Oh, you if you're the listener who wants that ringtone. <laughs> now, I, again, I, I don't feel right charging anybody for that. No. The, the charge is, is, they have to put up with it. Yes. But- yeah, for what it's worth, if you're listening, you still want it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, and, and you have to shoot video of your phone ringing with the side quest song. Yeah, that's the price. That's the price. That's what it that is. That is the price of freedom. <laughs> now, now, what's the mission? It's find a senator named Avi Singh on Araxis. Hmm. Mm. So it's tying into what we just saw before, which, big surprise. Tick reminds everyone that Raxus is the center of the separatist government and has since become an imperial outpost. And we know because we were just watching the first five minutes of the episode. <laughs> now, Sid has, pops in with... Raxus, that is the former center of the separatist government. It has since become an imperial outpost. I'm not interested in a history lesson, goggles. And the whole <laughs> thing is, wait, 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 what are we doing? We're helping a separatist? And Hunt, uh, Hunter says, No. But Sid's counter is, well, a job's a job. So we have the Batch having, these are clones, and now they have to help the Separatists. Yeah. And if we remember, they just fought quite a long series of wars against the Separatists. Yeah, it's pretty messed up, you know? And again, another interesting twist for the Bad Batch here, where they have to really consider, you know, what have they been doing the past few years? Because here's their state. It's they're now, they're being asked to help a Separatist. Right. And for the last three years plus... Mm-hmm. They've been fighting against separatists. Yeah, yeah. You get you get what I'm putting down. Uh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, it, yeah. It, so that's it's like that's your friend is your now your enemy, and your enemy is your yeah. friend. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's wait the rancor is moochie. The it's rancor is going on. <laughs> So wait, man, that bit went on too long. Ooh. I'm sorry, Matt. Okay, so they are leaving <laughs> Omega with Sid. He doesn't trust her and warns if anything happens. 
uh, it, rather trust Omega. He doesn't trust Sid, and he's being Hunter's being really extra careful now. Yeah, totally. So we're gonna, the way we're going to be extra careful is I'm just going to leave you with the lizard woman while we go out <laughs> and do our stuff. <laughs> Who wears a very nice pearl necklace, by the way? I never really thought yeah, about it, but she's it got is. a really nice it, necklace. You know, it is nice. Yeah. I'm like, and she and she never clutches them, yeah, which I like. Never clutches her I, pearls. I don't yeah. go in for pearl clutching. <laughs> we do not go in for that behavior here on Return of the Pod. But and 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 we have a new. Sid nickname alert. If anything happens to her. Yeah, yeah, bandana. Just get out of here, will you? I so, love it. She now has two yeah. for Hunter. It's dark and broody yep. or it's bandana. Yeah. For tech, it's always goggles. Yes. I'm, and we're, I'm waiting for what the other two oh, are. Oh, you know they're coming. You know they're coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If it's like, if it's like, uh, what it, for Wrecker, it's like big know. guy's too easy. It's like. Yeah, I don't know what his is going to be. Jumbo. Good, good one. <laughs> and then Echo, she just calls Echo. Yeah, Echo, nice one yeah, yeah, She just yeah, calls yeah. by his actual. She name. feels bad for him. Yeah. If she just calls him. Yeah, you're f- <laughs> whatever you say, former Arc Trooper Echo. It's like, well, that's actually longer, Sid. But whatever. Uh, Omega is part of the squadron. She doesn't like this being left behind. Her mission mm-hmm. is for Sid instead, which is scrubbing. Mm-hmm. Um, Sid throws her scrubbing. a space sponge and she's, she's scrubbing, sponge. scrubbing yeah. down the bar yeah. and then she sings a few verses of Castle on a Cloud except yeah. not really. <laughs> Back with the batch they will be landing outside the capital city Raxalon which was the home of the Separatist Senate. Echo oh. says I can't believe we're helping a Separatist Senator. Imp fighters demand codes and Sid's client has given them. We still don't really know who Sid's client is but I think we have a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, they don't keep it up. They don't it's like, yeah. you know, we know we're not going to drag this out. Right. Echo thinking he thinks it could be a trap. The codes check out and they're in. Echo's still not convinced. They land and the client comes out and it's GS8, Avi Singh's droid. So then we're back to Sid. Omega is not scrubbing very well. <laughs> she's she's, she's kind of just sitting there, you know? Yeah, she's kind of really good. Yeah. She's like when I clean, just going through the motions. Like, yeah. are they watching me? It's not okay, one of her gonna, enhancements, you know, she's not scrubbing. Yeah, no, cleaning. <laughs> and not saying it should, you know, but yeah. whatever. Sid asks, you know, what the hell's going on? Omega says, I should I should have gone with them on the mission, on the mission. It's not fair. It's it's not fair. I can't I can't do it. It's awful. That <laughs> it's was okay. awful. It's not fair. Sid says, I got news for you, kid. Life ain't fair. You don't like it? Stop pouting and do something about it. And calls her helpless. And Omega says, I'm not helpless. I told Dark and Broody I'd keep an eye on you and keep you safe. Hmm. For how much? <sighs> not enough. So we got Omega Sass. Yeah. And she's kind of, she's right. About yeah, absolutely. That, I think. Um, yeah, so no, I like absolutely. that Omega, Omega can, when Sid's concerned, can, can dish it out. Well, yeah, Omega's got like uh, a lot of chops, you know, like she, she's good at a lot of things. And one of them is Sass. I like it. Yeah. Do you think if she had to put together a tight five on airline food, she could do it in like with a half hour's notice? A tight five? Sure. Tight 10. I don't know that tight time. Tight 10. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if Sid has an open mic. Anyway, back on Raxus, the Batch approached the city heavily fortified by the imps. Echo is second guessing every part of this. Most untru- He's the most untrusting one of them by far, which probably because he, he's been at a, probably the deepest of yeah, all of them. And yeah, let's totally. not forget... He was tortured yeah. for several seasons Very different by the separatists yeah. Yeah, that we didn't know by freaking mm-hmm. Trench, uh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. one of the worst ones there is, if worst. not the worst. And so GS8 and Wrecker, they're also trading some barbs back and forth. Hunter leads them into taking out surveillance, and he does this 
by pushing the droid out in front of some clone guards. <laughs> they run after her, and then we just hear them getting beaten. So it's a, it's a beaten up. It's a little hate on there. So yeah, Keeps a hand with this. So I was it's, actually it's, uh, I was watching this episode this week with my nephew, who is uh, who is eight, <clears throat> and it was hilarious because he right away was like, "Oh, this old bit." Like, you know, like, and he's eight <laughs> and he's eight. And he was absolutely right. This whole bit from 77 when I wasn't yeah. even alive. Right, right, right. So I've seen this one. Yeah. To, I mean, yeah. to him, everything in Star Wars is this old bit. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right. Exactly. But he knew that that particular trick of like, that's, hey, all the hair, you know. Yeah, Just, that's <laughs> hilarious. It, it's like, it's true. They pulled it in 77 and it still works. Still works. So they move in. Wrecker and Echo go up top, others below. Hunter gives Tech an order and includes Omega in it by accident. He's like, mm -hmm. you and Omega loop back around. I'm like, whoop. And Tech says, that would be impossible, seeing as Omega is not on this mission. <laughs> yeah. And I, I thought, that, of course, this is a this is a small moment, but it's it's really telling in that Hunter had good intentions. Yeah. For not bringing Omega along again, he doesn't say it, but trying to protect you, right. whatever. He doesn't outright say that, but he's also gotten used to, obviously, gotten used to her being here. Mm -hmm. Would you say not only that he's come to possibly depend on her as a valued member of the squad? Absolutely, you nailed it. They, absolutely, I think that in that moment you're you're seeing kind of yeah the two things: the one of just kind of having her use. He's used to having her around and being being there. And the other is that she is a member of the team now and she provides an, an actual uh, asset and she's valuable to them. Yeah, it, that, exactly that. Because it's not that it's like, yes, we're protecting her and she's our little daughter mm -hmm. and she's important to us and all that. She she has proven her, her use time yeah. and time again. She's saved them like 10 times already. gotten more than a couple jams and she's <laughs> yeah. a s s smart person to add to your team. Yep. So not putting her in your party is actually decreasing your chances of success. Yes. It's increasing success for somebody else yep. in another area of the story, but we'll get to that. So GSA jumps right in, though, and says, excuse me, guards, I appear to be lost. Can you direct me to the nearest egress? And the really, show is really getting in a groove with that word. Yeah. This is the oh, second uh, time. Yeah, yeah, egress is a in, big word in, in this, Star Wars. In this season, <laughs> and it's it's popping up. I'm like, what 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 is going on here? Yeah. Is this is this a bit? Is yeah. this a thing? Somebody's, is a, yeah. Somebody is there a bet somewhere where <laughs> can you get it into your episode and yeah. make it all the way to air? Yeah. And how many times can you do it? We'll know if we hear it again. Absolutely. We'll know because yeah. we're going to be on egress watch. Yeah, egress watch. Uh, yeah. For the rest of the season and quite frankly, the rest of our lives. <laughs> so the ruse works. They take out the guards and they save an antique vase that was a gift for Senator Singh. Back to Sid's. Sid is playing Dejarik with the regulars, the Athorian and the Weequay, whose names are Bolo and Ketch, respectively. Sid was losing to them until Omega steps up and beats them for Sid in just one move. Then yep. those two start fighting with each other. And Omega <laughs> says, well, it's a strategy game. I'm good at strategy. Sid decides in 3.5 seconds she's going to exploit this yes. right good. Omega <laughs> negotiates her 60% cut really well. It's really like, well. again, saying yeah. she can trade and deal yeah. better than the batch also. Yep. What's my cut? Hmm. Huh. 30%. 60. Because if it was Hunter, she would have said... Sid would have said I'm taking 90%. He would have been like, well, all right. Uh, but no, Omega's like 60%. And it, and now it turns into the Queen's Gambit. Back on Raxus, 
Sing in captivity. He will not be a puppet. He serves his people, not the Empire. Captain Bragg is who he's telling all this to. We will acquire what we need from you. Your draconian tactics won't work on me, Captain Bragg. And then she says, that would be a first. It's like, wow. Yeah. And right on cue, who comes in? Dr. Ball. (laughs) Syringe loaded. Look at that. Likely what? Likely why Azu was so excited to yeah. talk about this episode. Azu, float over here. Tell us. Yeah, go ahead. Go was, for it. Was, was, this, was this you? Were you on the show this week, or is this just someone who looks like you? Well, uh, you know, I signed NDAs. Uh, I don't know what that stands for, but I just know if you sign an NDA, you can't talk about the thing that you were doing. Mm. So... Uh, you know, I was told not to say it could be me. It could be, you know, uh, someone who looks like me. I don't know, but it's a very attractive droid. I'll say that. And, uh, and for one annoying ball. Yeah, that's right. I heard you. Well, listen Um, to I mean, look, look who's on actual Star Wars (laughs) and who only talks about it. So, uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, You do you. And, uh, I'll do me. Okay. I'm just going to float away now. I don't think it was you in that episode doing yes. you. I don't know. Neither do I. Yeah, I don't think it was you. Okay. Yeah. It's like every every time there's like a it's like every time Oliver Platt pops up in a show, I'm like, oh, that's me. Did you see me in that show, Matt? <laughs> Oliver Platt, that yeah, me. of course. Yeah. It's like, no, it's, it's it's not. Yeah, I was on West Wing. <laughs> it was in that episode. It's like, that's Oliver Platt. No, it's me. <laughs> oh, man. And no, and no to anyone who's wondering, not Kevin Smith. I'm going <laughs> to... Once again, it's come time to nip this in the bud. Once wow, again, you look, said it. Yeah, you're, you're bringing it up. <laughs> no, I got I every, every now and then the comments pile up and, the, yeah. and there's about five or six. Look, mm. Ke- I don't know Kevin Smith, but Kevin, <laughs> I don't know him personally, but he appears to, to me yeah. to be a talented, nice fellow, very, very nice, kind, smart guy, very nice, affable people really like him. Yeah. I don't, I don't, and this is to, this is just a couple listeners have pointed this out, and this has no business being in the middle of the main discussion, but yeah. we're going to do it anyway. We're going off course. It's, yeah. No, girls allowed, <laughs> except not really. Again, this pilot ain't going to be picked uh, up. Please come back, Caitlin. Uh, yeah. Kevin Smith, yes, please come back. <laughs> Kevin Smith, I don't know him personally, but he seems like a, a talented, nice, really smart guy who who does great stuff for a lot of people and is a family man and is really nice and very kind. I promise you, listeners, anybody who said this, I am nothing like him. Nothing. Anyway. <laughs> so the door opens, stun detonator gets thrown in, gas guards, brag taken out, and in comes Hunter and Tech and GS8, who still proudly is holding this vase, mm-hmm. this this most prized vase. And now the, the vase has become a, 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 a thing. A little gag. It's, she's still holding it. It's been like... It's Chekhov's antique vase. <laughs> and wait, and side note, did you, I, I, you know, we kind of touched upon this before, but a fascinating thing about what's going on here is like they're working for a droid as well. So not only are they assisting their separatist, you know, uh, their enemy, like they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're the droids in charge. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're, they're rescuing a separatist senator yeah. and the contact is a droid yep. who's dealing them around this whole thing. So it's like, okay, well, who else don't we trust? <laughs> yeah, exactly. let's, let's throw them in here. Droids. In the, yeah, you know, it's like, don't episodes. worry, here's the pilot who's going to fly us out of here, and it's Count Dooku. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, and also Dr. Ball gets blasted aside. Oh, yeah, or yeah, Whether, sorry. whether sorry, it's a zoo or not. Yep. If it was you, nice stunt work, a zoo. Good job. Okay, so, yeah, really, really good job. 
freaking freaking ball. Okay, so the team reassembles. They steal a walker very quickly with Wrecker carrying Singh down to it. They do it really fast, and they've still they've still got it. Oh, they, they still take got this it. tank down. Yep, I like their moves. You give them a classic Clone Wars vehicle, whether it's formally on theirs, even though it was one of theirs. Yeah, in the thing, they still it's like one of ours. Yeah, we still know how well, to take it out. And the best part about it is they're stunning everybody. They're not shooting the clones. That, They're yes. stunning everybody. Sorry that to get ahead of you. That is an excellent point. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's interesting because um, I, I noticed that too. Because the, the other clones are shooting to kill. Yeah. They're still on stunt. Yep. And they stun the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering how long that's going to last. It's it, it can't last much longer. I mean, Do you think it'll get to the point where they'll just transition out of it? Or do you think they'll even go so far as to have a conversation? Because I think this could be ripe for a dramatic conversation where it's like, look, we have to actually... Not not say it's time to stop with the stun setting. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, look, we got to get serious. No, I, I like, think this is another like Chekhov's vase here or Chekhov's vase. <laughs> like like yeah. they wouldn't be planting this little because like, they didn't talk about it in this episode. They, they're just stunning them. And, you it, know, so it was it, just something we're seeing. It was but, just something we're seeing. We're not the only ones who noticed. A lot right. of people noticed that this week. So yep. it's, is it when is that going to change? And if it does change, are they going to call attention to it? Yeah, I think so. Because it's also something that both Ahsoka and Rex were doing at the end of the Clone Wars. They were only stunning. Yeah. They weren't killing. Cut to Obi-Wan and Yoda entering the Jedi Temple in Revenge of the Sith. They're cutting them down like pieces of bread. <laughs> Left and right. With their yeah. lightsabers. Yeah. Like they had no problems yeah, yeah, just yeah. slicing them yeah, right yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I and this is these the the batches is, is taking more of the other the other direction. But I'm wondering how much of a meal they're going to make out of that. Yeah. If they, if they want to mine that for a dramatic moment, I, I think they can. I think we have a lot of we have a lot of show left and that's something they have to deal with soon. And it's a good point, you know, and, and, and I'm also thinking about like, you know, how much longer or how much time it's going to take to to all the clones to go away. You know, just to, to like slowly fade out of the Empire. Phasing out. Yeah. I think based on some leaked titles that may or may not be accurate, I think that we'll, we'll see the beginning of that at the at the end of this yeah. season. I'm at this point already assuming this show's going to be back for another season. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm waiting for yeah. the helmets to change. And once, once you see the Stormtrooper helmets change, then you'll know. Shoot yeah. the kill. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, we got our conscripts. And I know yeah. there, there are some part of the reason why Caitlin, I think, is fighting as hard as she is out in the woods right now. Yeah. Is she's still not over yet. The death of ES1. No, she doesn't want to. No, she, she really doesn't want to admit one. it. But she took that really hard. Um, and I think, you know, you've got some couch time building up, too. It's you haven't really faced it. It's time to admit that, you know, it hit us all. Every time, time I close to, my eyes, Brian, I see him. I know. Yep. I know. And it's not like so, Omega looking up and seeing the Jarek pieces on the ceiling. <laughs> we close our eyes and we see ES1, a character with uh, maybe 10 minutes of animated screen time. My curse. And it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a wow. Um, okay, so <laughs> wow, it's hard. Wow. Wow. Uh, the, the tank then changes directions and clone bodies just start flying out of uh, it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't see you doing We know records just throwing the bodies out. He's yeah, like, he's stunning like, them. I'll stun you, but I'll give you a crippling body injury. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't want of these guys landed on their neck. It's yeah, like certainly it at least look, look somebody good. got stunned and then fell out of a window to their death. It's like they're not pulling their punches that much. Yeah. <laughs> and I immediately thought of Barf saying, that's going to leave a mark. Yep. Yeah, well, normally I... Oh. That's going to leave a mark. Uh, yeah. Rag is back up, sees this happening, gets the clones on it. The stolen walker gets blasted and is shut down for a moment. Wrecker and Echo 
go to hold the clones off. They are, and as you said, they, they continue to be stunning the whole time. No kill shots at all yeah. in this whole episode, nope. as you have already pointed out. At one point, Rika moves the other walker's gun turret away with just his arms. That walker then goes down, but another comes in quick, and the Imperial clones are not using stun at all. And I love the Wrecker resurgence is continuing. Oh, Anytime yeah. Wrecker does something physically yeah. just by himself that nobody should be able to do with brute <laughs> yeah. strength, I get excited. Oh, he's jumping. He grabs the senator at some point and jumps off a building. He's like, don't look down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, usually, is he a Jedi? Is, did he yeah, have a parachute? Yeah. No, man. No, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tech is caught, but then GS8 smashes one of the imp clones with the vase. You there! No, never much cared for that fast. And that is the end of the epic story of Avi Singh's Vaz. <laughs> cannon, cannon, fire! <laughs> Does it have a Wikipedia page yet? It should. I, it probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for all we know, maybe. <laughs> if not, somebody get it on It has a whole backstory. Uh, it's going to have a Disney Plus Avi's, show. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Avi Singh's Vaz, a Star Wars story. Star Wars. <laughs> maybe that's what droid story is that's about. That's what it is. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's not a droid. Not that we know of. <laughs> it is a droid. Okay, it's a Vaz like, and a droid. Well, it's a vase, the vase but it's also a droid, <laughs> but it's not. It's just a vod, but it's also. A, OK, can you fire him, please? Oh, man. OK, this pilot again. Awful. Nope. 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 We just got another rejection. Nope. OK, so <laughs> we just got three more rejections. <laughs> they just oh, keep coming man. in. I didn't know we were okay. sending it out yet. Well, okay. we're going to send it to the CW. See what they say. <laughs> OK, Singh leads everybody to an alley and it looks like a choke point. They're going to have to just have to trust him. And I'm already trusting him. Oh, yeah. Even, but I'm like something about his voice is trustworthy. And this is before <laughs> I, I, I realized it was Dr. Bashir mm-hmm. who we're, it, it, it bears not that we don't want to spoil every secret of Julian Bashir. We're talking about clones with enhanced DNA. Well, I was going to say Dr. before. Dr. Julian Bashir exactly. knows a thing or two about <laughs> enhanced DNA, doesn't he, Matt? <laughs> he sure does. Yeah. He sure does. And he, he also knows, knows a, a lot. Of, he knows a lot about black ops operations as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> section 31, please and thank you. Uh, so, no, he he then leads the walker alongside a wall, which Wrecker blasts. And this leads to a secret underground passage. They're all out of the city to the Batch's ship. Sing then. Oh, well, the Batch's ship, the Havoc Marauder. Yes. Although, <laughs> according to Lego, it's the Bad Batch's spaceship. Get out of here. They changing the name? No. It's my ship. No, dirty! <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> oh, and that's a no from the CW. Oh, okay. oh boy. No. Uh, say, okay, try A&E. Uh, Singh then realizes he can't abandon his people. GS8 says, you can't do that in Imperial custody. And Echo says, she's right. Live to fight another day. And they're off. So they kind of, he's like, I can't abandon them. And GS8 <laughs> pretty much says, yeah, but you can. Yeah. He's like, okay. I hadn't thought of it like that. <laughs> It's a really, he gets, he gets convinced really quickly. Yeah. They're my people. I'll never leave them. You could. Good point. Let's go. <laughs> you could live. And he's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. It's like live to fight another day. It's like, yeah. oh, that's right. I don't want to die. Well, not today anyway. Also, he has a, he has a monocle. He's another one of these characters with a space monocle. Hey, quite the mustache. I don't know. This is like what he's like. Uh, this is a future. I, so I wouldn't mind a captain's. I can't believe I'm saying this. <gasps> A captain's corner at some point about space monocles. Ooh, hold on, he's not the only here. one. He's, he's yeah. not the only one there is. 
It's oh. not the only not, not even the only one in canon with a monocle. I think there's a I droid think it, that has a monocle somewhere. If I if you think hard enough, there about isn't. It. There should be. <laughs> I mean, a zoo has been asking for a monocle for forever, uh, and I'm don't. like, yeah. let's not gild the well, lily. One you're, eye you're would on, be just glasses. Then. Yeah, yeah, you're on. I know you float, but you're floating <laughs> on thin ice, buddy. Okay. So Echo, uh, again, Echo convinces him and they're off. Back to Ord Mandel. And as I said, episode three or maybe four of the Queen's Gambit at this point, something is all a buzz. It's SIDS. No, and someone, we hear someone saying, no one can stop this kid. <laughs> we go in and Omega is now a degeneric champion with SIDS arm around her like it's a scene out of Searching for Bobby Fischer. She's a natural. I've never seen anything like it. Omega is a, is a prodigy with Dejeric. Hunter says, I told you to keep a low profile. This is the opposite. And I thought the sheer gall. Yeah, come on, Hunter. Of Hunter come to on. put anyone on blast about keeping a low profile, <laughs> walking around, doing as you, and again in this in episode. In your clone armor. <laughs> yeah, it's quite, and in this one too, it's, these are Imperial clones they're on your your S list. You're you're on their S list. Quite differentiated because you they didn't even bother to clean into the well. Let's put some nice white armor on. Yeah, no. And blend in. They didn't even try. We're in our. It openly says ninety nine and Orabesh on their helmet. Yeah, right. It's like we don't stick in. Yeah. And they're not even trying to do that. We might as well hit it. Don't be suspicious. Don't be <laughs> suspicious. Don't. They're not even trying. No. And I, I just wrote. Yeah, you're one to talk. Bucko. That's my actual typed note. You know, your notes, you should sell those. I mean, always brimming <laughs> with sell information. Them. We got to buy our fours, paying me 25 cents to just throw them out and sold. You know what Jokes I. It's on me. You know what I couldn't stop thinking about, though, in this scene with Omega gambling? Uh, like, like, you ever see that episode of The Simpsons where Marge has a gambling problem? Marge, we need to talk. You're spending too much time at the casino, and I think you may have a problem. I won $60 last night. <laughs> Problem solved. Well, I think she's really good at. She's not thinking of 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 that part of it, but maybe it could go down that, and eventually she'd be like, "Okay, Sid, I'll do this, but I want the direct line to your bookie. I don't want to have to go through you." And we have a Brandon Walsh nano two and O situation here. Oh, that's another uh, good one. Sid ends up having to pay the huge gambling debt. Is like, look, but it ends here. Yeah. And then it kind of peters out and you never hear from the trench coat hat guy again. <laughs> it's literally the same story. Same story. So Sid says, look, uh, Sid breaks out the new nickname and says, ease off, bandana. Omega made enough money to pay off the debt you boys owe me. So try showing a little gratitude to my friend. You did good. Senator, glad you made it. Let's talk payment. So <laughs> here we have Omega is a Dejaric champion. Yep. And in walks Julian Bashir playing a separatist senator in a bar run by lizard woman Carla Tortelli. That's that's what this show has become. Man, when you put it that way, (laughs) I mean, like, wow. Um, And it's like, yeah, and and all of it canon. (laughs) That matters. It's the show I always wanted that I never really knew I wanted. In so many ways. It's just, what else? What else are you going to do? It's Sky's the limit. Uh, so they all walk off. Wrecker kind of elbows Hunter on his way out. It was like some division in the ranks. I don't think he likes that he was throwing some Omega at his, Mantel, his best uh, Mantel mix mate there. Yeah, uh, that, that was a good look. What the, okay, yeah. I'm whatever really they would am, whatever you said. Failing. Yeah. Um, Hunter to Omega says, you really paid off our debt? And this is nice because Omega, if she does have a gambling problem, she's using... <laughs> 
the debts that well she's using the money she makes off it to help her friends the yeah. first thing she does is not buy herself a pony or you know a really cool bike she <laughs> pays off her father's debts yeah right right <laughs> with right, carla right. tortelli yes <laughs> my fathers have a lot my four dads have a lot of yeah. debt yeah with the lizard lady uh, bartender i really so like them they, get, first. They, them they get stopped getting shot at so here's yeah. some money yeah it's like it's like well it's like omega do you want to pay your dad's debt or you want to buy this car I'll pay my dad's debt. Now, how many kids that age would make that call? Yeah. I don't know. It's like... Enhanced we'll, we'll, ones. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Omega. If, Bo, if it was Boba, he'd be like, screw it, I'll take the car. <laughs> yeah. um, just like, do you want the car? I'd be like, yep. Uh, <laughs> now, she wanted to be useful. Hunter's just like, like I would have been on the mission. How about we put those strategy skills to the test? One match. If you win... Then no more sitting out on missions. And he boots up the Dejeric. And Hunter says, are you ready for this? And Omega says, are you? And they play. And we don't see the outcome, but Matt Romano, let me ask you this. Yeah. I'm pretty sure of the answer, but do you think Omega whips Hunter's butt in that game? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's like I got I got like a Rocky 3 vibes, like Apollo Creed and, and Rocky almost hit each other and you don't get to see... It happens at the end. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. More dated references from me today. Well, you want, I'll, I'll go you one better in okay. terms of dated. I got a, an instant reference for some reason, a seventh seal, which then goes right to Bill and Ted's bogus journey, which is riffing on seventh seal. And it's something where they're playing death in every game there is. Yes. And at some point it's like. Best of seven. Damn right! <laughs> With one of the all-time great performers, William Sadler as death. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, you can't really beat that. Yeah. But that's, I'm sure they just play there all night, and uh, game after game, and eventually Omega just lets him win. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gives him one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, it's like, I want one. We should stop now. Yeah. It's like, now we can stop. It's like, I bested this child. <laughs> like, right. Well done. Um, any further thoughts on this episode before we uh, leave this joyous main discussion, Matt Romano? <laughs> no, I mean, this was... I thought this was a great episode. Uh, again, I mean, we say this every week, but the show just um, continues to satisfy. You know, um, I thought this was a fun side quest. Get more deeper into the 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 politics and of Star Wars, which I love. Um, and and also, it ends with that beautiful Hunter Omega moment that that father daughter moment at the end. Like it kind of needed its own like uh, sitcom laugh track and. Oh, applause at the end. If, if they, they had cut in with out. the full house. Yeah, the full house. Here's the, the uh, lesson ending. of the week music. Yeah, Even though yeah. the lesson was really for Hunter. It's like, yeah, don't leave her out. But you know what would help if they wanted to take her on mission safely? A helmet. Yeah, a, a helmet. Exactly. I, I don't think I'm going to get a lot of flack from you on that. Absolutely not. In fact, I hope that she takes some of her winnings now that she's a gambling degenerate and uh, gets yeah. a helmet. <laughs> She's a gambling DJ. At least get yourself a, a helmet. Or she's like, this is the last time we see her in the entire series. The yeah. rest is like, oh, she's she's out in Vegas. She's going to get her circuit. own ship. Like, she's going to be it's all like, dressed well, up now. Where's she going to come back? Oh, she's not. You'll never see her again. It's like, she's going to die out there in the sands. It's like, wow, this got dark. Also, got it's dark. kind of, why are we set on Earth now? What's going on? Yeah, what? Um, uh, yeah, no, I liked I liked that this was it was a little side questy, but it tied so much into overall themes, not only yeah. of the Omega relationship, but the 
coming off of the Clone Wars in general, mm-hmm. like the wrapping up dangling threads in yeah. terms of the Separatist yep. Senate, clones now having to work with the Separatist and all that stuff, and the and and the Vaz, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, I mean, the ongoing runner of the decorative Vaz. Yeah. Come for the ball and droid, stay for the Vaz. You know? Stay for the Vaz, <laughs> and then stay a little bit more for Dr. Julian Bashir. I think that's really... What else can be said? Nothing. Nothing. It's perfect. It's perfect. We we nailed it. Well, with that, we're going to go to break, but we're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Don't turn us off. We're back, and now it's time for some galactic points of interest. Good news has come to the citizens of Lothal. In comics, on July 7th, Marvel will release Bounty Hunters number 14. And I should add that there was a character return in last week's issue of Dr. Afra. It was a bit of a recanonization, if you will, or oh. a full-on, not a recanonization, because this character technically was never really canon. Oh. But I failed to mention it last week, but mm-hmm. we knew this was coming. Fans of the Gendi Tartakovsky Clone Wars minisodes are likely very, very happy about it if they tend to read the comics. The character is right on the cover of the issue, and the artwork is everywhere. Do I need a spoiler, Clax? No, 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 because I know this. I, I, okay, yeah. you if know I feel it, like so if I'm I know it. Say it. <laughs> Skip ahead if you don't want to know, but yeah. it's really, it's, it's not... Like Darth Vader is Luke's father level spoiler. It's <laughs> no. the art is everywhere. So in any case, Dirge, Dirge has officially with this comic become canon. The Jedi bounty hunter that Obi-Wan fought in the Tartakovsky Clone Wars series. Now he's in the mix in the comics. And according to legends, he's been at this is I didn't know this about Dirge. Hmm. He's been active for, according to legend, active for almost 2,000 years. Oh, well, isn't that so, convenient? Yeah. So for, he could theoretically... Be in High Republic or something. High Republic appearance or something, hmm. which is interesting, because his ability to repair himself in that horrible tentacled fashion, yeah. you know, that he does that thing, yeah. re- is very uh, similar to the way the Drenger kind of reassemble themselves, the big plant Mm. monsters that are all the rage in the High Republic now. Mm -hmm. Well, that is going to, since I said it, I said High Republic. You know what that means? It's time for book news. Wave two of phase one of Star Wars, the High Republic. Prosperity, pioneering, and adventure mark the era of the High Republic. Has officially begun The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott and Race to Crash Point Tower by Daniel Jose Older are available right now. For those going on the full ride with comics included, I once again recommend reading all of IDW's High Republic adventures. Marvel's High Republic issue, all the whole series, including issue number six, which came out the day after these books were released. But technically, as we said last week, I think as well, according to Kevin Scott himself, chronologically, issue six happens before the rising storm starts. Then go in for the two books. Now, nobody asked, but High Republic <laughs> character of the week is, he would say of the week, even though I rarely do this, but oh, this is like uh, a thing? Whenever, whenever we have time. No, yeah. but I'm going to pretend like it's a thing. <laughs> the High Republic character of the week is the Shagrian Jedi Torben Buck, mm-hmm. proficient. And do you know a Shagrian? If, when I say that to you, Matt, do you, know, do you have an image of, of the alien I'm conjuring? I it's a, it's a random one, so okay. it's not like, oh, he doesn't know what a Shagrian is. You know what, Masameda? Yes. Yeah, that's a Shagrian. Ah. So picture a big guy like that with those 
stalks and the blue and the is it a beard is it coral around yeah. his face what is it we yeah. don't know yeah one of those dudes named torben buck and he's a jedi and awesome. he's proficient in healing that's his thing and he's got a, a mm. bit of a quippy demeanor mm. he joins yoda on the star hopper from time to time and then he also just pops up in other places and you're like oh master torben buck you're here we didn't know he's famous for his healing skills but to me, he's famous because he's a Jedi who has decided to give himself his own nickname. Okay. Which, listeners, trust me, it rarely works when you try to do that. Yeah. It's like, from now on, I, you're going to call me T-Bone. Yeah. <laughs> T-Bone. Like, no. T-Bone. Yeah. Nicknames just happen, and they're given to you by other people. Usually you're not usually you're not going to like them. And if you try and make one happen, I, I've seen I've never tried it because I know it doesn't work. But yeah. I've seen other people try and do it. I had this friend back in college who said everyone's going to call me shark now. Oh, that's my nickname. Nobody did. Nope. And it became, in fact, it worked the opposite way where it became a point of derision. So it say, really that, works. That's when you get the nickname fish. Or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but every, it became just derogatory. Okay. So anyway, we have a, but here we have a Jedi, a prolific Jedi who's good enough to, you know, serve alongside Yoda, who's doing this. <laughs> and get this, the nickname that he wants everyone to call him is Buckets of Blood. <laughs> what? It's like, I'm Jedi Master Torben Buck. Call me Buckets of Blood. Huh. Also, I'm a healer. Yeah, wait, wait a minute. A lot of confusing things here. He's a Jedi, too, so yeah. not known for, uh, I don't know, a lot of mutilation and well, bloodletting. Like I mean, maybe. Yeah. Bu buck equals buckets. Okay. So, yeah, we get that, but he probably sees a lot of blood because really with healing and everything else, he's like oh. an ER doctor, like that kind of healer or whatever. He saves lives. I mean, we've seen if he's on the scene and someone's close to death, you're in luck because Torben Buck is there. Now, it's just, it's a little extreme and people are like, Call me that. And they're like, wait, really? Yeah. It's like, uh, all right. But because he's of such high esteem, if you're a Jedi of that high up, you do get to do that. Yeah. Wow. You get to say, this is what you're going to call. It's like if Yoda says, it's like, from now on, Yodster, you will call me. It's like, okay, sure will, Yodster. Imagine being a three-year-old Padawan and being like, oh, here's your master, buckets of blood. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like, now here we have Avar. You're going to go with Avar Chris. Yeah. You're going to go with Elzar Man. You're going to go with Stellan Geos. And you are going to go with buckets of blood. Right, cool. You're going to go with Plo Koon. Wait, wait, wait. What? Wait, what? what? <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. Um, you, you must have, I thought you said uh, buckets of blood and I didn't hear a Jedi name. Oh, oh no, I spoke that. That's him right there it's, and, and yeah it would be it would be really scary it's like just a, that would knowing omega's luck no exactly uh, yeah. after she gets she she ditches her gambling problem she'd wind up apprentice yeah. to buckets of blood exactly i mean yeah, anyway, it's, it's kind of predetermined but how what kind of jedi you're gonna turn out to be you know yeah i kid buckets of blood but he is awesome and yeah. he is such a cool character and again that he's just audacious enough to do this and he's cool enough and Good enough at what he does that people do go along with it. Yeah. Um, unlike either you or I, where if we said to Caitlin, <laughs> call us buckets of blood now, do you think there's a chance in the coldest hell she ever would? No. no. 
No. No. Nope. No. She wouldn't. No. We she know wouldn't. this. We know this. We know this. <laughs> we know this. No, she's she's still, she's still over, over there. there. She's still fighting. Some additional book news. Well, it's more like Brian was wrong news. Oh, our I favorite wanna, news. Yeah. 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 Well, your favorite. <laughs> I'm not a fan, but anyway, a thank you to listener Krata Siska. I hope I'm pronouncing that right for pointing this out. We're talking about the Legends reprints last week, and I got a little jumbled up and was going too fast. So what you heard from me was a little bit of nonsense in terms of the Darth Bane series and listening back after they commented, I'm like, yeah, I really screwed that up. Uh, so the thing is, by Drew Carpetian, the Darth Bane series, it's a trilogy. The first is called Path of Destruction. The second is called Rule of Two. And the third is called Dynasty of Evil. I'm an old man. I was confused. I'm sorry. Thank you for pointing that out. I was wrong. However, no, no, however, just be wrong. Just stand there in your wrongness and be wrong and get used to it. Woo! And now I'll turn it over to the Jedi Master for our next segment. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and now it's time for Caitlin's Word of the Week. <laughs> good job, Caitlin. She seems to be on top of things. Oh. Uh, wow, that was a good one. That was a good that was a good one. It was almost like I thought it was almost uh, it was like the best one yet. It was the best one. I don't even uh, yeah, it was, I don't know what to say about that. No, you got to turn the dial all the way yeah, up to hear it. <laughs> no, you don't. It's actually, no, okay. She don't do that. She didn't say anything. She's still in the distance, but she yeah. te telepathically, if you go back to that silence and really hone your four senses, she, she, a word will come. Yeah, the word of the week this week you. is your word, whatever you want to make it. It's whatever, it's a yeah. special, it's bespoke, mm -hmm. whatever popped into your head during that silence. That's the word. Tell us what that, the word of the week is at Return of the Pod on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. No? Yeah. <laughs> tell us what it is. Tell us. Tell us. Do you think Bucks of Blood should be able to get away with it? Or should somebody call him out on it? Do you think that's going to happen? Is Disney wow, you know not this violent is enough? <laughs> oh, please. sorry. What anyway. do you think of, of Boba Fett's start? <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go there. Boba Fett. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize Caitlin's not here. Do you know what this means? What does that mean? Padme Amadou. No, no, no. I'm still against it. I'm still. No, no, no. I'm still here. No, I don't even have you on this. I'm still here. No, you never had me on the Padme Amadala. Oh, you got to get on this train. The Padme rom-com train? Yeah. We're looking for a thing to take this podcast to the next level. I think it's the Padme Amadala rom-com bit. And that'll take us now to Real Talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. <laughs> wow, I could just do that? I could just do that? Uh. Yeah, the, the thing is, I mean, it's how is she going to juggle being uh, a senator I know, from Marisha Anakin yeah. and the magazine internship? And, and her obsession with shoes. And uh, yeah. wow, I wasn't going to take it there. That is taking it to a to a sexist place. And that's one thing. Mean, that hey, the, wait, Padme, wait, wait. the Padme Amidala sitcom is not about that. You I did it. Hey, don't put words in my mouth. All right. She don't, makes don't shoes for children. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> Padme Amidala has a problem okay. between making shoes for children for free, her magazine internship, dating the chosen one and being uh, a senator. Life can be a little hectic. Kaylin, that's what. Kaylin, you Caitlin, 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 any of you? I believe we're we're in real talk. Hello and thank you to Debonics over on Apple Podcasts. A huge thank you to listener Matt Lyles who yeah. made some art. This this made us both laugh. Um, uh, made some art of a fictitious Starbinger Lego set, uh, but it wasn't called the Starbinger. <laughs> 
<laughs> on the package, yeah. the box, it's of the same style of the Starbinger, but they called it Return of the Pod Starship. Oh, I loved it. And the best part were the minifigs yep. that was included. It comes, this set, this fictitious set that doesn't exist, comes with a zoo, Werner Herzog, <laughs> and Zero the Hut. <laughs> I want it. I want it so bad. Like, can someone make do. it for me? Like, I, I know. know. Well, like, it's, how do it's I do gotta that? Be, I'm sure that that Dash Rendar spaceship has to be an actual set. I'm sure if you looked on eBay, no, no, it's not that. a set. So I, because <laughs> I went well, looking. You do. I went looking. We, like, you do have the, the 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 toy though, not the Lego, but oh, the toy. I have the toy. Of, yes, of, I have of the I Outrider. Have, yes, you have a couple Outriders. I have a couple Outriders. I I I I. I trade in, in Outriders. I buy. Yeah, you're not outriders. bragging. Yeah, you're I'm not, not bragging. bragging but but I, I, pick, Captain, I pick them up. You know, yeah, <laughs> when I you're see not them. Captain Brag, but yeah. you you have you you look. You have a lot of Outriders. Exactly, and then and that's, and you're not going to flaunt them. No, I'm not going to flaunt them. But that's my them. that's my thing. I do me. Yeah. <laughs> if people ask, yo, Matt, how many Outriders do you have? It's like, well, I'd rather not say. I'd rather not say. It will make you look bad because I guarantee you, I have more than you. <laughs> but that, that so that's, that's a long winded way of saying that if if there was a Lego Outrider, I would have it. Um, yeah, and it doesn't and this exist. Is, yeah, this was just hilarious, and it also must have taken a lot of time because it looked like a real set. Yeah. In getting the 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 lettering and everything, and also it was the minifigs uh, and the minifig selection that did me in. Oh, it was because so good. especially I was and zero was especially especially happy to be included in such a Lego set. <laughs> uh, no, felt out of the mix. Fit on the ship. Happy uh. to be involved. Oh, don't worry, I can squeeze my little tushy in wherever oh, no. I want. Oh no, don't you worry, Matt Romano. Oh, I man. can squish and squeeze and never crack. So thank you, Matt, for making that awesome. Thank you so much. You really, you really made me laugh with that. Yeah. It was really well done. We were talking about community last week, not yeah. the series, um, but uh, <laughs> the community of listeners and everything else. And, and get this: no sooner did we did that, but something yeah. really fun happened. Yeah. Really fun. And we were just, this is not news to you. We were talking about this yeah. right before <laughs> I know we this. started yeah. recording. So it's like, Matt, you wouldn't believe what happened. It's like, I would, because we were talking about it an hour ago. Anyway, uh, this if this is a community, then what the hell is? Now, longtime listener, Leah Elizabeth J., who has done artwork or whatever else. She is she is one of one of the most passionate Padawans there is. Big, big, big fan of the show. And we're big fans of her, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Big, big, big fans of Leah. Oh, yeah. Now, she has a podcast called She Will Rock You. And 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 we've both listened to it. It's very, very well done. She is a she is a great podcast. Great person. Great podcast. Mm -hmm. Longtime listener Thomas Carter Rochester, who's been like since the beginning. Also, he's another OG beginning of the old show, whatever. Um, Another great guy also has a podcast called Lights, Thunder, Action. Yeah. And they connected first as because they were both listeners to uh, the old show and this show and then also connected as fellow podcasters. And recently, Leah and her co-host appeared on Thomas's podcast to talk about Loki because Thomas is a big Thor fan. If the title Lights, Thunder, Action didn't <laughs> clue people in, he, he's a big fan of Thor and Marvel at the same time. So they had a they had a, a podcast 
Summit. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we were not invited, but that's okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, nor yeah, should we. we no, yeah, we but frankly, <laughs> all of you, it's like I completely understand. I would have left this out too. Um, I, I continually am trying to leave myself out of this one, but every now and then you wind up in the woods. Am I right? <laughs> now, so they appeared. They talked about Loki, a show that we're both enjoying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Enjoying the Loki. Yes. Um, really, really already have enjoyed Loki, enjoy Loki even more now, but it was, isn't that fun that that yeah. happened? No, it's amazing. I mean, we like, like you said, we were just talking about community last week and how like, you know, one of the most satisfying things that we get out of doing this podcast, because especially the new show here, you know, this is just a, uh, uh, what, what a passion project for us. What is this? What are we doing here? <laughs> no, it's not that because I have no passion. for this. I think it's a compulsion. Right. So there much, you go. Much like gambling. Yeah. Um, and, and Omega's gambling. This is just, <laughs> I wish it was visual because I'm blinking twice. Okay. It was a lot anyway. So um, community is what we get out of this. So yeah, one no, of the good things seriously, is that, no, it is community yeah. and it's really cool. And, um, and we love that you did that. And so everybody give that a listen. It is on, uh, it is on the lights, thunder action feed. Cause yep. it was, it was, uh, Leah and her co-host, uh, appearing on that show, but check out both of these shows. She will rock you about, about music or whatever else and and we've said it before but leah really enjoys uh, uh leah elizabeth j really enjoys going to a live show she really <laughs> likes the live music and you know what i like sitting down <laughs> not at a live so, show it's no, down a quiet room. Like, i'd rather <laughs> with your just Werner's originals <laughs> <laughs> You know, with a few exceptions, there is one group I would make an exception for. What's that? And Matt, I believe they're a rock group that you may have heard about. Okay. Have you heard about them? Oh, you're not talking about them. Playing MSG Starship Braver are their biggest album yet. And guess what else? Monster Trucks. Monster Trucks. Padme Amidala has a problem. Nope, nope, nope. She's got three you know tickets to the Red Blades, no, 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 a no, magazine no, internship, no, no. a gambling debt, and dinner no. with the chosen one. Nope. What's a hot young senator on the make uh, to do? Caitlin, but you have done? Caitlin. people make shoes for free. Caitlin. Also, we're almost done. A hello and a salute to regular listener and Captain's Corner enthusiast Savannah. Yeah. Who recently went to Trader Joe's in her many boat sweatshirt, hoping somebody <laughs> may look at it and say it back to her. I don't think that happened, but Savannah, keep trying. And if I wear my mini boat shirt everywhere, hoping the same thing will happen. So maybe I'll bump into Savannah some one day. Wearing it right now, and you know what, yeah. Matt? Many boats. Many many boats. It doesn't it doesn't count, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, the day that happens to anyone is the day that we can quit. I'd yeah. be like that is officially we have done everything we have set out. You're to welcome, do. world. In ter- yeah, in terms of a podcast <laughs> compulsion, a gambling compulsion, yep. a magazine internship compulsion, uh, a Padme Amidala rom com bit compulsion, you Ooh. name it. Okay. Um hmm. Do you hear that? Oh, what is that? Uh that's Fateland's ship taking off. What does that mean? Means one thing, Cap. Trouble. We're gonna go and find Caitlin and see what the crift just went down. But join us next week, Caitlin. Where we'll, we'll Caitlin, Caitlin. Caitlin. Caitlin will be back next week. Oh. We promise. Okay. So if this is the first episode of the show you're ever listening to, usually there's somebody named Ooh. Caitlin here. Yeah, go back. And she, and, and she keeps yeah. <laughs> Maybe start with another start one. Start with another this, one. This is this is like the yeah. It, Have it, you heard it, the Romano anyway. cut? Fantastic episode. <laughs>
You did not just do that. You did not. Of course you did. Of course you did. Okay. Join us next week where we'll continue coverage of The Bad Batch. They call themselves The Bad Batch. And do a whole bunch of other stuff, too. In the meantime, you could find us both making shoes for children on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Return of the Pod. You can also find us directly. Matt Romano, you can be found where? Uh, if you want to after this show, I don't know. You can find me at, at Matt Romano, M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O on Twitter. Personally, I don't, but that's <laughs> me. And I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and probably everywhere else at Brian Silliman. That's at B-R-I-A-N-S as in Sky Guy, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snoke them if you got them. Take it, Sheevy. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. This is the way we have spoken. Many boats for light and life. The force will be with you always. Be the spark. <laughs>